0: Ah, welcome to another episode of Off the Dome with Matt G. I am here. We are week 10 of the NFL season. I'm here with my weekly co-host pick, Adam Pearl. Adam, uh, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Do it.
1: Thanks for having me once again.
0: Let's do it, man. This is uh it's gonna be another great one. We got a lot to discuss. Uh so let's get right into it. Let's talk about uh the recent game that happened on Thursday night between the Titans and the Colts to the battle for the AFC South. Colts wound up winning that game thirty-four seventeen. Phillip Rivers threw for third three three hundred and eight yards and one touchdown pass, and Naeem Hines, um, had 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 um had two touchdowns on the night, one of them rushing, 12 carries, 70 yards, and the other one was a receiving yards, five catches for 45 yards. The Colts had 103, 133 rushing yards, um, and they had a special teams play, a, the, the punt block, which is really cool, and uh, very rarely do I see any special teams touchdowns. So, um, Adam, what are your thoughts on this game, and does this game prove that the Indianapolis Colts are up there and can contend for the AFC
1: um contend for the AFC maybe a little too much but I do think they're a legit team I think they're I think they're a legit team I think they will be in the playoffs I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs but they look good man they they have a great defense they held the Titans to zero points in the second half which is pretty impressive after uh um, being down four to start the second half they let to zero points they played well. They played well. I gotta tip my hat to the Colts. The Titans kind of laid an egg out there in the second half. Um, you know they had opportunities. They kind of let them go. But I gotta say the Colts. The Colts played a good game. Philip Rivers, other team to win.
0: And uh, the that's Colts. That's that. The Colts are pro- Are one of the top three defenses in the league. According to their defense, they are first in yards allowed. Uh, only allowing two hundred ninety a game. And against the pass. They are third against the pass, and against the run, they are ranked third against the run. So they are a pretty legit defense when it comes to it, and led by DeForest Buckner, who's done a very good job anchoring the defense. Um, and let me ask you this. So Phillip Rivers had a milestone in that game, where he passed Dan Marino for fifth place on the all-time passing yards list. Now, uh, Michael Irvin said on NFL Network, he said um, about Phillip Rivers, Um, in five years we'll be having a conversation when he wears the golden jacket, which essentially means he'll be a Hall of Famer. So i got to ask you, do you think Phillip Rivers belongs in the Hall of Fame?
1: I think there's a great case for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I think there's a case also for him to not be. I think uh, stats kind of, stats-wise, I mean, you can't argue with that, the fact that he's fifth all-time in passing yards. That's incredible. Like, Stats-wise, I think there's totally an argument. I mean, obviously, there's a goose egg in the championships um, department, but, you know, those aren't the easiest things to come by. And playing, you know, for one team your entire career, its there's a chance that, you know, maybe they don't totally build and, you know, you can go somewhere else where, you know, you have other opportunities. But for Phil, he's now with the Colts like you maybe mentioned earlier, are they a possible contender? Maybe with the Colts, he gets his opportunity to win one. Who knows? I um, personally would be a little surprised, but um, I won't be surprised if he ends up in Canton after his uh, career is over.
0: If you if there's one word to describe Philip Rivers, it's perplexing. And if I had to pick a list of just one random athlete, the best random athlete I can think of like in the NFL that doesn't have a championship, one of the better athletes in the world that doesn't have a championship. Philip Rivers belongs in that category. There are some years where he's fantastic, like uh, 2018 where he threw 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, or the year when he had Ladanian Tomlinson and, um, and Antonio Gates. He's had Antonio Gates his entire career, and he's had a good defense led by Junior Seau. I think if you measure it by just stats, because I'm a stats guy, based off reputation and stats, he belongs in the Hall of Fame, although he did lead the league in interceptions for two years. But if you look at the at who he's played in each era, compare the quarterbacks. I mean, is he better than Peyton, Favre, Breeze, and uh, Brady? No, he's not. Those are some of the best. Stuff. Is he is he better than this era? Is he better than Mahomes, Russell, Lamar, Deshaun? No. Um, is he better than Big Ben or Eli in his draft class? No, I don't think he is. So if you look at it, the Hall of Kurt Warner was a Super Bowl champion and had the most passing guards in each of the games he's played in the Super Bowls before Tom Brady broke that. I think. And Kurt Warner didn't get in the Hall of Fame on the first try. Shannon Sharp, one of the greatest tight ends ever. He didn't get in the Hall of Fame the first time, and he set multiple uh, receiving records. Um, Terrell Owens, if you based off of just playing, he was a, should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He didn't get in on the first try because of reputation. Phil Rivers has the reputation, but he hasn't had many Super Bowl rings, and he's never even made a Super Bowl period. And his two, and his, he made only one AFC championship, and that was against the Patriots. I mean, there's no shame in that. But still, people just want to say, "Well, Philip Rivers didn't have a good and good enough roster. He had one of probably one of the top five all-time running backs on his team. You can make a case for Ladainian Tomlinson, and he had one of the greatest tight ends on his team, uh, Antonio Gates, and he had a great defense led by Junior Seau. I don't know. It really it's tough." If I had to pick, I don't think he will, but who knows? I mean, I th- I think he has two more years left.
1: You think he's got two more?
0: Well, I think this year like he's, he's been on a very good team. Do I think that they're going to go far in the playoffs? I don't know, but who knows? Maybe if they do good this year, they can attract a free agent next year. I, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see.
0: It will be. Uh, let's get into the picks. Let's do it. Good, Matt. Let's do it. Let's start with the first game, the Bucks at the Panthers. The Panthers are plus six at home. So before we get into the game, let's talk about that beatdown the Tampa Bay f- had last week. Thirty-eight to three loss, probably one of Tom Brady's three worst games he's ever performed. I gotta ask, what 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 were your If you were a Bucs fan, would you be concerned about what happened last Sunday against a championship contender, New Orleans Saints?
1: I mean, like, I would be rattled that they looked so bad, but I wouldn't be concerned as far as, like, for the rest of the season. It's just just a week. Yeah, they didn't look good. It was definitely a tough look for them on prime time. But I do think that it's also just, like, so... You know, so much easier for them to bounce back. It's, I think they'll be all right. It's week 10. They got some time still to figure everything out. I wouldn't be too concerned if I was a Tampa Bay fan. So. Um,
0: now, I, this is my take on it. I thought that the Bucks got exposed. I think they're a very good team, and they'll be a wild-card team. But are they a championship-contending team? I don't think so. Because clearly the Saints have the number. I mean, they. If there's one team that the Bucks want to not avoid playing, it's the New Orleans Saints. They don't want to play with the New Orleans Saints, clearly, after what just happened. Um, and look, when Tom Brady, this is a stat I pulled up. Um, bless you. When Tom Brady goes up against a, an elite pass rush like the Saints, or in this case, the or in the Bears, against pressure, he his completion percentage is 33 percent. Out of 32 starting quarterbacks, it's 33 <laughs> percent. So clearly Tom Brady when he goes up against the pass rush the, these well the Bears and the Saints I think have the blueprint for Tom. If you can call me a Tom Brady hater, call me crazy for saying it, I'm just saying it how I see it. When you when there's an elite pass rush on Tom, he sees ghosts and he makes ill-advised decisions. Now Tom Brady is one of is number 2 behind Aaron Rodgers in the league in throwaways this year and because and if there's a pass rush and if he has nobody open, he can't throw it that deep down the field anymore, so he throws it away. Tom Brady, I think if he goes up against a not so good pass rush, I think he plays very well and his O-line led by Tristan Wirfs and 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 Jensen give him protection. Um but if it's an elite pass rush, I think teams will expose him. Um and that's just my take on that. Now about the actual game, um who do you who are you picking?
1: The actual game, I got a, uh, I got Tampa Bay. I don't think they're uh, they're taking another loss, especially to the Panthers. Um, you know, they just got They got exposed, as you said. You know, they they got exposed, and I think if they were to come out and lose again to the Carolina
0: Panthers, with is McCaffrey out with his shoulder? He is out. Yeah. So I really do not see this Carolina team
1: beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. I have them. However, I think there's going to be points on the board. I think it's going to be a lot of points on the board, high scoring. Um, I'm going to say 34-28, Tampa Bay. And, um, yeah, they're going to pick it up from last week, put some points on the board compared to
0: their three last week. Uh Yeah, he, here's my take on it. Um, I think that... I think that it'll be a very close game. And but I do think Tom will have a more of a bounce back game. And I think Tom will have a bounce back game because he the Carolina Panthers are one of the are had the least, or the, had the least sacks out of any team in the league, and only ten tackles on on a quarterback this entire year. The Carolina Panthers have had, so their pass rush is not good. I think that defense is made for Tom to expose. But that being said, though, I will say this: I do think that it'll be a very close game, despite the fact Christian McCaffrey's out. I think that. Carolina will play some very do will have a breakout offensive game because they're in every game they're in. If you look at Carolina's losses this year, um, they lost, um, they lost by three to the Saints. Um, they lost, they lost at home to the Raiders by four. They were in the game the most of the way against the Bucks, ex- uh, except for that Leonard Fournette touchdown at the end. Um, they lost to the Bears by seven. They lost at New Orleans by three. They lost at home against the Falcons by eight. And then against Mahomes at Kansas City, Teddy Bridgewater had a better QBR than Mahomes that game. Very well. And they and Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy B Teddy KGB, which is his nickname. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Is fifth in the league in passing yards. He's pretty good. So and Curtis and Curtis Samuels been playing very well. Robbie Anderson, one of the league's leading catchers. Uh Robbie Anderson has had a phenomenal year. Robbie Anderson um is fourth in the league in receiving yards. That's pretty good. No, I didn't. He's been playing great. And D.J. Moore is ranked 13th. He's pretty good, too. Um, I think Carolina is going to put up a lot of points on the board. And I do think um, Tampa's defense is not. It will struggle against this Carolina offense. And I think Tampa is going to get A.B. a lot more targets this game. Um, he was just settling in. I do think Tom's gonna look for more, and I do think they should go to A B more because if they run the offense through A B, I think it'll work in their favor. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I do think the Panthers are gonna cover, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be twenty eight twenty four bucks. Who are you picking? What's the score of your game of the Bucks Panthers? I said thirty four twenty eight. Thirty four twenty eight? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Texans at the Browns. Browns minus four.
1: Yeah, I uh I like the Browns. I like the Browns, especially coming off this bye. Nick Chubb is back. Um, definitely gonna help out their run game. Um just help out their offense in general, especially with OBJ. Um, you know, obviously out for the season. Just so unfortunate for them, but um getting Nick Chubb back is huge. I just don't see uh the Texans really coming out. David Johnson was put on the IR today with the with the concussion. So he's out. Their offense, you know, David Johnson hasn't been great this season for sure. Obviously, not worth trading away DeAndre. But regardless, him out of the lineup is an L for the Texans. I just don't see. I don't see uh, them doing too well this game. I got the Browns winning twenty-seven to twenty.
0: Um, before I get into my pick, let me ask you this: There was an NFL.com article of top tiers. And the top five t- people in the tier are, in no order, I forgot the order, but it was Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell, Breeze, and Deshaun Watson. Do you? Before I get into my pick, let me ask you this. Do you think Deshaun Watson is the top five quarterback?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he deserves to be in that tier. I, okay, when it comes to tiers, I don't think of like a ranking. I, I mean, in the sense that I, I could see Deshaun Watson being a top five quarterback but not being in the same tier as right. those other four players if you understand what yeah I'm saying. i get it um so yeah i think i think i wouldn't put him in the same tier as them but he could very well be a top five quarterback i think if he had other weapons around him for this season i mean we see we saw what he did you know when he had deandre will fuller you know, he's a he's a great quarterback there's no doubt about it and he's a winner he knows how to win He's been a winner since, you know, he's been playing football. Right. So I do think he's a top quarterback in the league, but I don't see him necessarily in the same tier as the Mahomes.
0: I, I would agree with that. If it. I don't think he's in that tier, but I do think he is a top five quarterback. Look, And if you look at the Houston Texans, unfortunately, given the circumstances they're under, Bill O'Brien set Deshaun Watson up for failure, trading away DeAndre Hopkins and giving Deshaun Watson a terrible defense. And the fact is, like, Deshaun Watson, if you just look at the stats, obviously he's not going to get enough tension because, because of the Houston Texans record. They're 2-6. and six. But Deshaun Watson has a career high in passing yards so far. And on the year, he has 17 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. That's pretty good absolutely and he's and he's still playing at a very high level and he's sixth in the league at QBR right now so i mean he's still playing at a very high level it's just unfortunate that the houston texans despite without deandre hopkins a, a horrible defense that's ranked that's ranked thirtieth in the league against the run. They are just they are a mess defensively, and the lack of offensive despite the left lack the lack of offensive weapons, um, Deshaun's still pointing up his numbers. And the Houston Texans have had a very tough schedule. They played the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, uh, Titans, and Packers. So, like, look. It's really tough. That's a so like that's a tough one. And Deshaun's making the most out of it. Now, getting into my pick, the fact that Nick Chubb is back, um, Cleveland is one of the best rushing teams in the league. Um, against um, for the run on offense, they they are ranked. Uh, let me just pull this up right here. They are t- they are currently tenth in the league in rushing yards, and the the duo of Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb really helps. Um, I think Baker. If he's like does less with more, more, less is more mentality, I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's great, but he's done the best with what he is. Um, Cleveland's defense is one of the league leaders in sacks, led by Miles Garrett, who should make an all-defensive first team. Um, I think it'll be a pretty—I think it'll be—I think it's going to be Cleveland's game. They're at home in the cold, in the wind. They should dominate Houston uh, on the ground and i think they'll get after deshaun a little bit defensively and i'm going to say 27-17 cleveland i think they'll cover and i think they'll they're primed for a big game uh the next one is the washington football team at the lions lions minus 3
1: yeah this is a uh, uh, i'm not uh, i don't know if i'll pay too much attention to this one come tomorrow but uh i don't know It'll it'll be interesting to see. Detroit's losing Kenny Galladay for uh tomorrow. Yeah, so that's, that's a, a big tough, tough out for their past game. They're going to have to um have some people step up for his absence. But you know, they didn't have him the first two weeks and they they didn't do well, but regardless, they know they know how their offense goes without him in the lineup. So, I don't see Washington winning this. I think it's going to be like 24 to 20 Detroit is what I have. Washington does have a solid D line though. I think um, you know, for their expectations this season and for the roller coaster that's going on with that franchise, you know, you can talk about the quarterback situation, the coaches, the whole management, there's a lot of red flags in the Washington football team organization, but I feel like they've kind of, you know, done their part for some games, been in them, they've got two wins under their belt, but um, I think they take an L this week, Detroit wins 24-20. to
0: yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, I got to give credit to the Washington defense, though. They're ranked fifth in the league uh, in total yards allowed, uh, the, few, in the fewest yards allowed, which is pretty good. And they're number one against the pass. And they're a really good defensive team. Low key, they're really good. And they just their offense is 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 a mess. Uh, Terry McLaurin is playing pretty well, though, on the year. Um, Alex Smith, I'm very happy for his story, what he's been through. The fact that he's still starting the league is great. I feel like every, every week, I feel like, is like a rotation of like who's going to be the quarterback. It's just very inconsistent. Uh, Detroit, I, I think the fact is, despite the fact that under Matt Patricia, they are very much an underachieving defensive team they have some weapons. Um Stafford's still playing at a pretty high level this year. He's still playing pretty well. Um Stafford is is um definitely putting up his usual type numbers. Um and their offense is still pretty and their offense is still pretty good. Um and I, they're at home, um Matthew Stafford on the year. Let me just pull it up. He's he's playing pretty well. Um <laughs> I think the fact is now, um, I, I think Detroit um, is going to bounce back from their tough loss at at Minnesota. Um, I think Matt Stafford is going to have a big game, uh, and I'm going to pick uh, Detroit, I'm going to say 28, I'm going to say 28-16 uh, Detroit. Yeah, 28-16. Um, I, I, I just don't see enough um, with the Washington football team offensively to keep up with them. But that's just my take. Um, Matthew Stafford is playing okay on the year, though. Um, currently on the year, let me just see, um, 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, which is pretty good, a QBR of 92. He's putting up his usual numbers. I'll say that. Um, and DeAndre Swift's looking pretty good for a rookie. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's playing very well. Um, next one, we don't have to talk long about this one. Uh Jacksonville at Green Bay. Green Bay minus thirteen and a half. Take it away. Green Bay. I don't think it's gonna be a close game at
1: all. I saw online that some better placed a ninety nine thousand dollar bet on Green Bay, their money line, just to win, and it would pay out nine thousand dollars. What? It, it, it's that's just like so not worth it in my opinion. However, I do see like virtually no chance that Jacksonville wins unless there's something crazy. Um, however, I don't have the confidence to place ninety nine k to win just nine k on that game. But I have thirty to
0: fourteen to Yeah, uh, look, um, Aaron Rodgers is number two on my MVP list now. He's moved up to number two. My number one's Mahomes. Rodgers my number two and Russell's my number three. I mean, Aaron Rodgers twenty four touchdowns, two picks on the year. QB leads the league in QBR at one hundred seventeen point five. That says that 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 shows you how great he is. Um, he's playing at an exceptional level, man, year after year. With the fact is, Devontae's been in and out of the lineup, um, and Aaron Jones being out, and they're still he's still putting up amazing numbers. And the Green Bay Packers are six and two. That says a lot about how great Aaron Rodgers is, and despite the fact their defense is okay at best, um, they year after year they are still um, they with they've improved. Aaron Rodgers is still that bad man that Stephen A. calls, and you know Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers' second year is more comfortable in the system. They are currently sixth in the league in in total yards and in total passing. They're definitely one of the better teams um, because of Aaron Rodgers. And against the rush, uh, Aaron Jones on the year has been playing lights out. Um, one of the league leaders in rushing right up there. Um, let me just pull up um, Aaron Jones right here. Um, out of He is currently, um, when healthy, he's a dangerous running back. And f- currently on the year, five total t- rushing touchdowns, which is pretty good. Um, I, I I like Green Bay, and they're in the cold. Um, th- th- This is not even going to be close. I don't know if the 99,000 is worth that guy's time, but uh, it, it's not going to be close at all. I, I'm going to say Green Bay is going to put on a clinic. I'm going to say 35 to 13 Green Bay. Unfortunately, I'm going to say that because I hate them so much, but, I mean, I respect you Aaron Rodgers. You got to respect him, absolutely. You know, it's not even going to be close. Oh, it's our favorite. Our favorite. The NFC lease battle. <laughs> Clap it up. We got the Eagles and the at the Giants. Giants plus four. Before I get into it, Colin Coward said the New York Giants are a good football team based off their defense and because I don't know. He still believes in Daniel Jones. How can you say that? I don't know, man. Especially
1: uh, with Saquon
0: on the lineup right now, like he's they're but
1: the best player on their team. I mean,
0: out I know. Um, <laughs> sorry, Colin, you're wow. way off on your pick. Um, who, who are you taking that game? This. Um, I think it's gonna be an ugly shootout game. I think the teams are just gonna be kind of going back and forth. At this point, in ugly ways. it's the NFC East. Um, so we know it's coming.
1: But Eagles coming off the bye, Miles Sanders back in the lineup. I think that the.
0: yeah I, i'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that one i I just don't see a way in which um the fact is like the the Eagles are a much better team when they're healthy Miles Sanders coming back um Philly's a very good defensive team led by Brandon Graham. They're pretty good um out of thirty two teams ranked in the league. They are 10th in the league in yards allowed. That's pretty good. And against the pass, they're one of the best pass rushing teams out there. Third in the league, again, in passing defense allowed. They're a very good defensive team. And Carson Wentz, despite the fact he's probably one of the more below average quarterbacks in the league, Carson Wentz. That's a nickname people call him. Um, And their offense is just not great at all. They're playing against the Giants, and I think they, they should have a field day against him. Um I, I, I don't think it's going to be close. And, and look, if I someone was forced for me to pick between Carson Wentz and Jan, Daniel Jones, I'm going to take Carson Wentz, but that's not saying much, considering Daniel Jones is the only quarterback in in NFL history to have a turnover in every game. This game is ugly. I hate talking the NFC Lease games every week. Um... I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna say I think it'll be a grinder. I'm gonna say 21-17 Eagles. 21-17? Yeah. Uh the next one's a battle of the two of the young of the great young quarterback stars we have in this league. It's Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills at Kyler Murray's Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are minus three at home. Before we get into this pick, let me ask you this. I'm gonna put you on the spot for this. If you had to pick a quarterback to start, if you were a head coach, if you wanted to say, if you had a choice to pick a quarterback of who you'd want starting on your team between uh, to lead your team between Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, I'm putting you on the spot for this. Who are you picking? Uh, That's a a good
1: question. I I would take Kyler. I would take Kyler strictly because I think I like his style of play more. I think I like the scrambler a little more than the rocket of an arm um even though i would say josh allen can absolutely move his feet and he can move his feet well he's a big body um great at the goal line he that's not saying he's not a good scrambler but then you could also go the other way and say kyler's got quite an arm himself um i just think uh kyler's a little more electric i would kind of just want him on my team leading my squad that's not a knock on Josh Allen. I'm very big on Josh Allen. I think he's a terrific talent and gonna be a great quarterback in the league for a long time. But I think Kyler is as well, and I think it would just kinda of be a little more fun to have that electric type quarterback um, you know, shifting all over the place while also tossing dimes.
0: This is a close one. Um I'm gonna slightly disagree with you. I'm gonna take Josh Allen. And here's why I'm gonna take Josh Allen Look, I, I, I like them both. Kyler Murray's sensational. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But if you're going to talk about style of play and talk about just Kyler Murray's style, right? He's explosive. He's he's amazing at the run. You saw what he did at, against Miami. Despite the fact they lost the game, he still had like 107 like rushing yards. He's, he's great. He's running a lot more this year than he did last year. But that style of play with his athletic kind of ability – once you get older, I mean, it, it, it kind of wears off and you kind of start getting slow. And as far as arm strength, Josh Allen has much farther arm strength. Now, I'm not going to say Kyler can't throw the deep. Kyler can. Kyler, he, is, he can throw the ball very deep and he is, he's capable. Kyler's sensational. But I would take Josh Allen because the, specifically the fact is because of the arm strength. And I think if Josh Allen, as far as longevity goes, could play in the league a lot longer than Kyla Murray because he can has that arm strength. And despite the fact if his athletic ability does wear off, he can make up for it because he can throw the deep ball more than Kyla Murray. Um, Josh Allen this year... I'm just pulling it up, this up right now. He is third in the league in passing yards and seventh in the league in total QBR. That's pretty great. 19 touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. Kyler has less passing yards on the year, and and um, Josh Allen has a better QBR than Kylo Murray. So if I look at it based off of a pure like running quarterback scramble type, Kyler, for sure. But if I'm, if I'm taking about longevity – I would take Josh Allen. And that's just my take on it. I, I don't know what you what if you No,
1: that's that's fair and it's 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 a close call. It's what it's all about, you know. It's really just at the end of the day, this is it's there are gonna be two great quarterbacks in the league. Oh of course. And it's I think it's a great uh you know a great call to kinda of weigh those two options out and it really is, whether you're looking for a scrambling type quarterback or a quarterback that could also sit in the pocket and toss Long times.
0: Now about the game, who are you going to pick?
1: So the game, even though I took Kyler to be my quarterback, I'm going to take Buffalo to win the game. Um, I got Buffalo winning 34-30. to I think it's going to be a great game. I think there's going to be points on the board. Um, it's going to be an exciting game between two great quarterbacks. I just think Josh and the boys get the dub over Kyler. Um, you know, coming off a great win against Seattle, oh. I think they kind of run at this momentum and uh, – Eat
0: the now, I just before I get into the till my pick, I'm just gonna leave this out there that Josh Norman did test positive for the coronavirus. So, just to leave that out there, um, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I, I think Buffalo. Buffalo is my dark horse in the AFC right now. Um, they've been playing at an exceptional level. Um, Josh Allen, like I said, I told you his stats. Third in the league in passing yards, seventh in the league in total QBR, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's playing phenomenal. Stephon Diggs is top five in the league in receiving yards. He's been playing very well. Um, their defense, despite the fact they let up 34, um, they let – uh, they got after Russ. They forced four turnovers on Russ. Two of them were forced fumble losses. Two of them were interceptions. And they got after him. And I was shocked by that and how they great defensively they were against him. And I think Buffalo um, is very capable of having another great offensive performance. Um, Arizona, despite the fact that they statistically they are the number one offense in the league. Um, I, I think Buffalo I think Arizona's defense I think has kind of slagged a bit and they are currently out of thirty two teams are like middle of the packs um sort of on uh, defense and I think Josh I think what Tua did uh, last week against Arizona um, he did whatever he wanted and if Tua can I think Josh Allen certainly can um, I think Josh is going to have an explosive game I think it'll be a high scoring shootout this game. But I'm gonna take Buffalo. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 38 to 34. It'll be a very close one, and I think it's gonna come down to um, an interception by Buffalo to, to seal the game. I think it's one of it's one of my locks for the week. Actually, uh, the one of the teams I bet on, uh, that I bet on this week. I'm gonna tell you about the other one later. You're gonna be pretty shocked by this. I picked I pick Buffalo. 38 uh, uh, 34. The next game i um, going down the list is the Broncos at the Raiders. Raiders minus three and a half at home. Who are you picking?
1: I like the Raiders, and I like the Raiders to win by over three and a half. I think it's going to be like 31-23. Um, I don't know. I just like the Raiders. I think they've been playing just solid all-around football. Um, the Broncos, on the other hand, just haven't done enough to really kind of catch my eye and make me think that they would uh you know, win this game. I I like what the Raiders have been doing. I like the offensive weapons that they have in Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carrs doing what he, you know, doing the most he can. I think the Raiders win, thirty-one twenty-three.
0: Uh yes, I'm going to pick uh the Raiders too. That was a close game they had against the Chargers. Um despite the fact that defensively there are some holes there defensively, they are still one of the le- they're still 10th in the league in passing yards total and Derek Carr as much crap as he's been given over the years. Um, he's quietly had a pretty great year. Sixteen touchdowns to two interceptions on the year. Um he's playing very well. And QBR, he's fifth in the league in QBR Adam. He's he's playing sensational. And I think under his third full year under John Gruden, he's really grown. And I think despite and Josh Jacobs leading the running attack, Darren Waller, um, and they're all lines back healthy now, COVID free. Um I I I like the Raiders this game. Um, Denver, Drew Locke, I'm not a big fan of at all. He, I'm just not a fan of him. Um, and defensively, they're pretty good, but um, offensively, uh, with the, with with Jerry Judy Lee and their Melvin Gordon, they're underachieving. I think they need to to draft a quarterback um next year. Um, I'm gonna take the Raiders. I'm gonna say thirty one to. I'm going to say 31-21 Raiders. I think they'll cover it. I think they should win at home. For sure. My next game. Oh, wow. We got to battle the two young great rookies at QB. Justin Herbert at Tua. Chargers at the Dolphins. Adam, who are you taking?
1: I love this game. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. I think, I think Miami's going to win... Just because their defense is very, very, like, good.
0: We've well, agreed I, on every pick so far.
1: <laughs> I, underratedly, I uh, Miami's defense has been great.
0: First, they're the number one scoring defense this year.
1: And, um, I mean, Herbert, I love Herbert. I'm big on Herbert. I think he's also got a whole lot of potential. And I think he's going to put points on the board this game. But... I think it's going to be a shootout. Actually
0: they're number 4, def- number 4 in scoring defense, but they were number 1 last week. Definitely. Yeah, no,
1: there's no doubt
0: they're, they're great. I have 28-27 of Miami. This could be a close one. I do. Someone were to ask me who would you pick between to start your quarterback for years with Herbert and Tua? I think it's close. Uh well Herbert's played more games, yeah, obviously, was and Tua's a little bit behind his peers, Burrow and yeah. Herbert. But Tua, after his very subpar first game at home against the Rams, he was great against Kyler last week. Yeah. Even though he's his hip, he's had a career-threatening ha- hip surgery, and despite the fact he he's basically he describes it as running on sand, he's made up for it. He had a very good performance against Kyler last week and if there's I, I feel bad for the chargers i mean look i feel bad justin herbert has been playing at a sensational level on the year 17 touchdowns 5 interceptions ninth in the league in total qbr he's playing phenomenal man i feel bad i i, I tip my hap, my cap off to him he's one and six as a starter although the chargers have won two games remember herbert didn't start the first game it was tyrod taylor that did and I feel bad, like the Carolina Panthers I mentioned earlier. If you look at their games, they've they've faced. They lost at home to the champions, the champs, the Chiefs by three. They lost at home to the Panthers by five. They la- they lost at Tampa Bay by seven. They lost at New Orleans at overtime by three. Uh, then they lost and they blew a twenty three point lead to Denver at Denver they lost by 1 and then they lost by 5 on uh, by to the Raiders on that fun, on that uh, incomplete pass. I feel bad for the for Herbert and the Chargers. Herbert has a lot of talent and Chargers are number 2 team ranked offensively. I just feel bad and their defense is allowing big plays. Ah oh, man, I'm, I if there's one word to describe the Chargers it's empathy. Uh, Miami's great. They're 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 a, since they're low key a great team. If I had to pick a mid season coach of the year so far, I would pick Brian Flores because this was supposed to be a rebuilding type year, and the quarterback changed. And the fact is that they're still they're a legit defense. They're the top five scoring defense in the league, and they're playing an exceptional level. And Tua's back, and and Tua's healthy. They are playing great. Uh, they won four in a row. And they're very efficient. I, I I like the Dolphins team. I think it'll be a very... I think they're going to get after Herbert this game. And I think the, the Dolphins should win this one pretty good. I'm going to say 31-24 Dolphins. Yeah, I think... I, I I like the Miami this game. The next game is the Bengals at the Steelers. Now, let me ask you this. Is... Ben Roethlisberger going to play? Because I know he was on the COVID reserve list. Do you know anything? Ab- I haven't heard much,
1: but I feel like we would. I feel like no news is good news in this situation. I feel like we would maybe know if Ben was out. I feel like we wouldn't be asking, but who knows? This uh, Teams kind of like to hide those type of things and, you know, release it right before the game or something to mess up the other teams.
0: <laughs> um. You know?
1: Yeah, no, so I don't I don't know. I I'm making my pick as if he's playing. But, um, and who are you gonna pick? I, I got Pittsburgh. I but I do think since he's gonna put up a fight, I think since he's gonna put up a fight, I feel like Pittsburgh's just been in these. You know,
0: they they haven't left- had a dominant win, and you saw last week the Gary Gilbert almost won the Cowboys the game last week.
1: That's what I'm saying I think they kind of play down to their competition, and I think since uh, he's gonna put up some points, I think they're gonna. I think since he covers, I, I'm putting it. My score is 31 27. Pittsburgh, um, a four point game. Pittsburgh has another kind of just like gritty win where they uh, they just find a way to win.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like I like Pittsburgh as well. Uh, assuming Ben Ben plays um, Joe Burrow, like Herbert, um, is in a lot of close games, and yeah. Burrow is unfortunately hindered by probably. One of the top two worst O-lines in the league and a lack of talent on offense. And he's yeah. still putting up decent numbers. And he, and they're still in this game. And if Joe Harbert had talent around him, next year he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league.
1: Easily. Yeah, they should, they should draft Easily. Some, uh, some talent. So either O-line um, to help protect him. I mean, they got T. Higgins in the, right. this last draft.
0: And and Pittsburgh, defensively, they're they're a top five defense. They are currently... They're five in total yards allowed. Uh, One of the best pass rushers led by Cam Hayward, who's been playing very good, and they have a great secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden, who've been playing great. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick had that uh, interception in the end zone. He did get away with that uh, pass interference. They didn't call that uh, against Dallas. So they were in those games. They're in these games. like They should be dominating a lot of these teams. I haven't seen a win from Pittsburgh this year where I was like, yeah, they're dominant. Um, that's why I don't think they're the best team because they don't dominate games like the Chiefs do. That That's just my take on it. Um, I do think that Joe Burrow eventually is going to go up against a, a, a tougher defense. Um, I think compared to weeks past, the reason why they are in a lot of these games is because um, Cincinnati hasn't played really well an amazing um defense and that's why they've been in in a lot of these games and i think now because of their lack of o-line help and because pittsburgh's one of the better defenses in the league i think they're going to get after burrow and if ben plays they should win by a lot i'm just going to assume that they that ben's going to play i think pittsburgh should just win this one i'm i'm going to say I'm going to say Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 32, Cincinnati, 17, 32, 17, Pittsburgh. I'm surprised, though. The line is minus seven only.
1: Vegas knows some things, man. you can never, never, even the fishiest lines. Right. Sometimes they sometimes make sense at the end of the game.
0: Right. The next pit, the ne- oh, this is a great one. We went from the NFC least to the NFC best, the NFC West. <laughs> the Seahawks at the Rams. Rams minus two and a half at home. Rams coming off a bye. By the way, I forgot to mention this, this before our podcast. The byes this week are the Chiefs, Cowboys, Falcons, and the Jets. Okay, getting back to the scheduled programming. Uh, the Seahawks at the Rams. Who are you picking?
1: Oh, uh. I think this is. I think the Rams are like totally set up for success in this game, coming off a bye, going against a really tough defense that's struggling, and I mean their offense. Their offense is great with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff playing solid. Their running back core of Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, um, you know they got they got players to go up against the shaky Seattle defense. However, Seattle lost. A tough game last week. Russell is, you know, shaking his head because of it probably all week. And I, uh, I think Seattle is going to win in a really high scoring game. Um, I'm going to say 38 to 35 Seattle. However, the Rams could easily. I just, I don't know if I see Seattle losing two in a row. Um, and if they do, and the Rams come out and you know make a statement. I think it's really going to show, uh, shine a light on the Seattle team that maybe there's a pretty big question mark, and if their defense can't do it, the offense can only do so much. So I got a, uh, I got, I do have Seattle winning this thirty three twenty eight, but if LA wins, I won't be too surprised. Then it would be a tough look for the Seahawks.
0: Okay, based off standings and everything, I want the Seahawks to win. Right. But let me just tell you this. They're not going to go far in the playoffs with the defense they have. Their their defense is atrocious. They're, 30, they're the 32nd-rate defense in the league. That, I mean, that's pathetic. I mean, the New York Giants are a better defense. And if I'm just looking at the stats right here, despite the fact that Pro Football Focus, before the year, ranked them 13th in the league on defense— and not showed it. They're thirty second in the league in yards allowed, and despite the fact that's with Jamal Adams coming back and Carlos Dunlap coming coming their first game, and against the pass, they're thirty second ranked. They allow the most yards in the league, and against the rush, against the rush, they're not that great either. Look, I, I like Russell Wilson. I love Pete Carroll, but. Last week they laid an egg. And they're and if Russell's going to turn the ball over and if their defense is not going st- to stop an elite quarterback, they're not going to go far in the playoffs this year. And I don't even think that they're going to be a lock to win their division. Like, it's shocking. And the Rams, coming off a bye, are re- well-rusted. Their West Coast offense with Sean McVay. They're much improved. They're coming off a bye, well rested. They're all. Um, Jared Goff's having a better year. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup is playing very well. Malcolm Brown. Uh, the Rams are fourth in the league. Um, no, sorry, uh, they're currently fifth in the league in total yards um, In passing yards. They're uh, they're tenth in the league in passing yards. Daryl Henderson's doing very good on the ground. Um, Jared Goff's playing pretty well on the year, um, a lot better this year than he did last year so far. Um, and their pass rush and their defense is very much improved, um, this year with Michael Brockers and Leonard Floyd, and they still have Aaron Donald. There's, I mean, their defense is very stout. Second in the league in yards, al- in fewest yards allowed. And there's the second in the league in total in, against the pass. And they are currently fifth in the league in, in rushing yards, in allowing rush- the fewest rushing yards. Their defense could get after Russell Wilson. If the Buffalo Bills, who are a very average defense, could get after Russell, I think the Rams will too. Um, Adam, we've agreed with each other mostly on this on this pick's. This is, where we, this, is where we stop. this is where we where we go our separate ways on this. Um uh, it's unfortunate for me to I do I think Russell's going to struggle and I don't trust Seattle's defense. I'm going with the LA Rams. I'm going to say it's going to be a very high scoring game. I it, I don't think I don't think Seattle's going to have an answer for Jared, for um their offense with Sean McVay's West Coast offense. I just don't see it and I don't trust their defense one bit. And I think their pass rush is going to get after Russell Wilson. I do think he is going to struggle. I'm going to say, I do think that they're going to put up points on the board. But I'm going to say the Rams 31, Seattle 26. Oh, God. I think the Rams are winning this one. But I'm not going to bet a single nickel on this game. But, But who knows? Maybe I could be wrong and hopefully Seattle will win. That's just my take. The next pick, another one of, um, sorry, Colin, but Colin Coward picked the Niners to cover against the New Orleans Saints. He picked the Saints to win, but he picked the Niners to cover.
1: I, I, no. I got, no. Uh, I got New Orleans winning big in this one.
0: Yeah. Club.
1: I don't know if, uh, I don't know if San Francisco has what it takes to kind of hang in with Yeah, them, absolutely. Especially after yeah. what they did last week, like, holy Wow! I mean, no, no, they won thirty-eight to no, three to one of no. the best teams in the league. I don't think San Francisco really has a chance. I got thirty-four to thirteen. New Orleans, big win for New Orleans.
0: I do get when I talked about the Sean Watson. There was a bet on him; he was a top-five quarterback. I think, based off the of tears alone. I think Drew Brees, not just tears, but based off of top five quarterbacks in general, I think Drew Brees is in that conversation. Think about the year he's had. He's one of my candidates for MVP so far. Um, Drew Brees has been playing incredible this year. 17 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, and he leads the league at completion percentage, And he's, and he's playing at an exceptional level. I mean, despite the fact his arm strength has deteriorated, Last week he looked ten years younger. Last week against the Tampa Bay Bucks, he was phenomenal, and he's been playing at a very good level without Michael Thomas most of the year. And Emmanuel Sanders has missed some games, and Alvin Kamara's missed a game, and he's still playing very well. The Saints are still winning games, and I gotta talk about Alvin Kamara. If, if I had to pick an NFC offensive player of the year, I would pick Alvin Kamara. He he leads the all receiving backs in receiving yards. Um and he's and a lot of Drew Brees' completion percentage and passing yards come off of Alvin Kamara. And he's been playing very well. And their defense, I gotta talk about the Saints defense. Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Davenport, Camp Jordan. They got after the Bucks. Yeah. It was sensational. They got after Brady. And Marshawn Lattimore lives rent-free in Mike Evans' head. Mike Evans cannot get a single catch on Marshawn Lattimore. The Saints are number three in yards allowed. Um, against the pass, they are they are a very good pass rushing team. Tenth in the league in total in, in against the pass, and they're second in the league against the run on defense. And they and look, they are and Jackrabbit Norris Jenkins isn't playing great uh, for them on defense too. Um, look. If the Niners maybe had Jimmy G and George Kittle, maybe I would give them a fighting chance. But look, I just, I just, they've spent so much money on practice squad players. They don't have a single chance against the Saints this game. I don't know where Colin Coward got his idea that the 49ers are going to at least cover. They're not going to cover this game. The Saints should just whip them. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, thirty six. To fourteen, New Orleans Saints. They should just blow them out of the gate. Although it is the line is minus ten. I, I don't know.
1: I think uh, I think no New England's pick.
0: I would agree with that. Uh the next pick was a Sunday night game. It's for the first time ever. It's Cam versus Lamar. It's the Ravens at the Patriots. Um, who are you picking? Uh,
1: I'm gonna have my eye on Lamar this whole game I think he needs to kind of uh especially on prime time he needs to he needs the ball um and I think he will I think I got Baltimore winning thirty five twenty three I think um they just have a good game you know this is this is an interesting game you know the Patriots coming off a win that they so badly needed. Um, that's not
0: saying much against the team that's trying to tank on purpose for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes.
1: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think that the Patriots, you know, find it here. I think Baltimore wins by twelve, as I mentioned. You know, a fairly, fairly wide open game, but you know, Cam and Cam gets his a little bit. You know, maybe rushing touchdown, maybe passing touchdown, puts up twenty three. Not enough for Lamar and his boys. Thirty-five. Baltimore wins.
0: Yeah, I think if you were to ask me, who was under more pressure between Lamar and and Cam? Lamar, as far as pressure goes, there's a lot of. He's going to make the playoffs, and there he's going to have plenty of chances to prove himself. Lamar is playing for his reputation, okay? Because Lamar, they'll probably beat the Patriots. I'm spoiler, I'm going to pick the Ravens to win. But that's not saying much, because Lamar, I've been telling you this, you call me like I'm being too critical of him because of earlier in his career, but I'm just telling you how I see it. Just the eye test alone. Lamar cannot beat legit amazing teams. That it, it, He just can't. I mean, you saw what he did at Pittsburgh this year at home against the Steelers this year. He had three total turnovers. And you saw what he did against Mahomes. I mean, look, he struggles, and he's not, he's not throwing at the passing rate, which I expect him to. And, and look, and he's not that MVP-type Lamar Jackson. And I think his reputation as far as winning the big games will be on the line. As far as Cam Newton, I think he's playing for his essential life. His whole season is on the line. Cam's under more pressure for his season. Lamar is under more pressure for his reputation. Here's my thing about Cam. Look, I'm a fan of his. I root for him. But I just don't... I just... I feel bad what he's been thrown under. Uh, Julian Allen's been out. Nikhil Henry's been out. And the fact is, it doesn't help that Belichick's defense... A lot of their defense has opted out because of COVID. And it doesn't help the fact that the roster Cam's surrounded by... Um, but Cam has turned the ball over a lot, and he had three interceptions against the Niners. Uh, he had the intercept. He had a turnover at the end against the Bills. He didn't have any turnover against against the Jets. I mean, that's a positive. He had a rushing touchdown, but it, even though it was against the Jets, he did what he had to do. It just shows you how hard it is for the Patriots to win. This is the style they're going to have to do to win, because they're going to have to have zero turnovers and ha- get some stops defensively for them to win. And it's going to be tough for them to do so. Baltimore's defense has, is still a really good defense led by Marlon Humphreys. They've been playing, they're still been playing some very good football. Um, and, you know, I, I, I really like – I'm going to pick Baltimore this game because of their defense alone they'll get after Cam – and Marcus Peters is a very good one of the better corners in the game. Um I, I like Baltimore. I think they should handle this team. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 34-20 34-23. 20, I do think Cam is gonna put up some points, and I do think he's gonna come to play during prime time. But I'm going to pick uh the Baltimore Ravens to win this game that I'm going to pick. That that we're picking is uh, the final one. <laughs> Believe it or not, Vikings at the Bears, uh, Monday Night Football game. Bears are plus three at home now. Uh, David Montgomery's out, but Ryan Knowles coming is, and Lamar Miller is going to make his debut. Um, they, they and they are going to get a boost. I do think Cody Whitehair is going to play. I have a lot of thoughts. About the Bears versus Vikings, but I'm gonna let you start it off first. Who who are you picking this game?
1: Oh Matt. Oh. unfortunately, I don't see us. I don't see us picking the slack up. I'm really excited to see this new play caller. I will say that you know finally Matt Nagy's given up offensive play calling duties to Bill Lazor, our offensive coordinator. Should have been done maybe a little bit ago, but I'm glad he's kind of putting his pride to the side and actually giving up the like play calling duties. I'm I'm excited to see how we do. I mean maybe, you know, this this guy starts you know, puts a little spark in us and we start, you know, running down the field. We're not giving, handing the ball off to Cordero Patterson on third and eight, you know, like it I think there's I think there's optimism. I I'm excited. However, you know, maybe it's I'm thinking it takes a week to a few who knows how many with the Bears to kind of get gelled into this new um play caller. So I have Minnesota's also coming off two um, you know, two big wins, one of them being over Green Bay. I think their win streak continues. I think our the lost streak continues. I don't like to say it, but um twenty seven twenty one Minnesota.
0: You ready for this? Let me hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're delusional uh your delusional Homer Bears fan is back. I'm picking the Bears this game. Hey, here's why I'm going to pick the Bears. I think now, finally, Matt Nagy gave up the play calling duties. He's been a hindrance of that. And look, the Bears, before, if you want to look at the, the how, how they kind of got blown out last week, they've had some good drives, and Matt Nagy botched it by doing stupid play calling and it doesn't help the fact that his O-line's trash, but his play calling is terrible. It's terrible. And he even acknowledged that he's not been playing calling the plays well. And Nick Foles does not like that Matt Nagy's play calling. Brian Greasy stated that. And I I think now that all that Cody Whitehair is coming back, which will be kind of a boost offensively. And I do think that Lamar Miller and Ryan Noel will provide some spark on the on the off um, on running the ball. I do think the Bears found something with Ryan Noel at the end of the game, even though it was garbage time. Um, and, and I think that it will provide at least some protection for Nick. And I do think that remember the the offensive coordinator Bill Lazer worked with Nick Foles during his first go around the Eagles in 2013 when Bill Lazor was the quarterbacks coach. So I think that it will that Nick Foles will be rejuvenated with a new play caller and I do think the defense is going to be hungry for some turnovers and look and they and I said last week I predicted the Bears would hold Derrick Henry under 100 yards rushing. They held him to 66. That's great. The defense is not the problem. They could get some turnovers, but that's not the problem. It's the offense that's the problem. I think that the defense is finally going to get some takeaways. And I do think Kirk Cousins, here's a fun fact about this. Do you want to know what his record is on Monday Night Football? Has
1: he ever won a
0: Monday Night Football? Here, game? let me put this up. No, the audience can't see this, but let me just put this up. This is how many times he's won yeah, on Monday Night. Zero. He's won zero times on a Monday Night game. you see that? Zero. <laughs> zero. He's won zero times on a Monday night at Soldier Field. And the the Vikings can't seem to win at Soldier Field. It's in the cold. Um, Khalil Mack's going to get after Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is going to see some ghosts. And I do think that they're going to come away with some takeaways. And look, let me just say this. I'm not going to go back on the optimism, like delusional bandwagon here. But I'm just looking at the Bears' schedule coming up. Uh, the Bears' schedule, other than maybe at Lambeau, their schedule's pretty winnable. They're at home against Minnesota. They're at Green Bay, at home versus Detroit, at home versus Houston, then at Minnesota, then at Jacksonville, then at home versus Green Bay.
1: I mean, yeah, if we can, if we can get like one of those Green Bay games...
0: There's a chance we could be, you know, we could maybe. Maybe they they could drop a game. Maybe they could drop a game, like at home versus Detroit or at Minnesota. But look, I do think the Bears could still make the playoffs here, despite how bad they played. They're still five and four. So look, I do think that the Bears are gonna come victorious this game. They're gonna get after Kirk Cousins. Am I gonna say the Bears are gonna be now the best offensive team Monday? No, I'm not gonna say that. But you know what? I do think they're gonna get after Minnesota this game, and I think they're gonna get after Kirk, and I do think the Bears are gonna come with the victory. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 23-17 Bears. I I think the Bears are back Mo- Monday night. Call me a delusional. Call me whatever. Call me a homer. 23-17 Bears. I would love to see it, but I don't
1: know, Matt.
0: And look, and just so you know. This is the last game of the Bears before the bye week. Their bye week is next week. Yeah. So.
1: It'd be a nice, it be a nice way to start the bye for sure.
0: So you know what? Hmm. I think the Bears are going to go into this bye feeling good about themselves. I'm taking the Bears twenty three seventeen. Oh, it would be a, big one. be a big one. It would be a big one, and 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 the games that and it's one of the games I bet this week. It was the Bills at the Cardinals and the Bears at home against the Vikings all righty um yeah, what
1: for
0: you. yeah hopefully uh fingers crossed uh thank you all for listening to another edition of off the dome podcast this is week 10 ap thank you so much for joining we'll see you next week um have a great night everyone go get them